I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby? Just jump back in? I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Dustin and welcome to the Old Man Style Cards Podcast. Excited to bring another episode to you today. Bear with me, we are going to have a lot of topics to discuss. Been a big week, went to the Raleigh Card Show last weekend. Uh, Just some things that have happened in the hobby that I've seen on social. And going to talk a little bit about just the kids in the hobby. And so uh, let's go ahead and dive on in. And uh, let me start with, uh, since I hadn't talked to you uh, since last week, let me uh, just kind of rewind the rewind it back for you. So uh, last weekend, I went to the Raleigh Card Show, which is hosted and presented by Inside Pitch Promotions. And this card show is uh, it's a mix of toys, uh, matchbox cars, comics and cards and so when you go to that show you know that going into it that it's not going to be you know a huge huge show for cards but still had i would say maybe uh maybe 150 175 tables probably uh on the right side of the car scott building and so yeah if you're listening to the podcast um i am from north carolina and uh we we have a we have a pretty good card show here that kind of alternate between um, a couple of different things, but it's at the state fairgrounds, which is in Raleigh, and have a pretty good show here. So you're through North Carolina, just kind of look around and see. There's usually a card show about every other month here um, in Raleigh at the state fairgrounds, and so yeah. So I just wanted to give that that background too, as I, I just noticed when I logged into my podcast today, got quite a few listeners from all over the place, and so. Uh, yeah, so through North Carolina, drop through. Um, I'm actually going to talk a little bit about this later, but uh, I'll be doing uh, my first ever card show and first ever card show in Garner, actually, where I grew up on February 5th. But yeah, if you're ever through North Carolina, come stop by. We got a pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty good card show that we have here. So yeah, I went to that this past weekend. I didn't really stay uh, too long. Um, it, it was a little bit. It was it wasn't that much stuff. Like again. Um, most folks know that I, you know, I love the eighties and nineties, uh, stuff and kind of walking around, didn't see a ton of things that, uh, was, was catching my interest. And again, I'm on a, a huge, uh, wax box journey right now that will slowly die down a little bit, still go after them, but I'm on a journey right now to, 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 to collect as many as I can. And it wasn't a lot of wax boxes there. Um, so that kind of takes that away. And then, uh, from a budget side, I'm not there to buy a lot of graded cards or uh, ungraded cards. But I did pick up um, at the card show. I did pick up. Let's see. It was uh, f- I think it was six. Let's see, maybe five. Yeah, six. I think it was five or six uh, Michael Jordans for ten bucks. Uh, basically, it's a two dollar table. Yeah, I think it was six because if you do t- if you do six, you get one for free. So yeah, I did. So I got like six base. 
base Jordan cards, I think one or two inserts in there too, but basically like some common Michael Jordan cards, some I didn't have, some from expensive wax boxes that I can't afford right now. So like a 92, 93 Fleur Ultra box, I haven't bought that yet. So I went ahead and got like a Michael Jordan uh, card from there. Got, uh, I think it was a 93, 94 upper deck card. Those boxes are a little expensive. Uh, so yeah, I just got a, a couple of pretty cool cards. That's a pretty cool vendor there. He had um, all these cards that are ungraded out on the table. And I think he had literally, I don't know, 100, 200 different Michael Jordan cards that are laying on the table. So picked that deal up. Found one wax box there at the Raleigh card show that um, it was a Pinnacle football box. Got that pretty cheap. And then also got a, what's the other box? I got Pinnacle football and... Um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on with the other box I got. But basically, two very inexpensive wax boxes that I picked up at that show, um, which was good. And then I also, um, whenever I go to card shows, and it's a good tip for folks that are getting jumping back into collecting, I... Uh, you know, I know I know I can get on Amazon or I can get it, you know, at a local card shop or stuff like this. But I, I get the best deal usually from this card show and the sleeves. I love the Ultra Pro sleeves. Um, you really can't go wrong with any of the sleeves, but I like the Ultra Pro sleeves. And a uh, guy that I go to, he has them for a dollar twenty-five. They used to be a dollar. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, but they're a dollar twenty-five for a hundred sleeves, and those are hard to find here at like Walmart. And then um target doesn't have sleeves like that and then a local card shop um, can charge two two fit two dollars two dollars and fifty cents for a hundred so all about saving some money and uh, i'll support a local card shop when i can but when it comes to the bottom line and a low budget collector like myself i'm doing a dollar 25 sleeves all day long so i bought a whole bunch of sleeves from this guy probably too many but it's good you never can have too many sleeves also bought a uh, whole bunch of top loaders. So um, good tip as you go to these card shows. Um, it's it's hard to veer away from like a really cool card you want to buy because you still have to have the right supplies. And so I bought a whole bunch of top loaders and the guy I bought it from, he usually sells them for $2.50 a piece um, for 25 top loaders. And so you can get a pretty good deal. And so I stacked up all some top loaders from him. And so uh, yeah, some good deals there. Again, I mentioned, you know, you can pay different prices. It's all about what you want to do. But I use local card shows and um, as my way of getting my supplies and also supporting um, these vendors besides just buying on Amazon. So so not always love when you hear me talk on this podcast. When I, when I say, yeah, it's, they're too expensive at a, at a local card shop. Um, that, that's true, but I, but I, but I had to make... A smart, a smart investment and do what's best for me. And so some things I do buy from a local card shop and some things I don't. And so that's what I did there. Pretty boring, you know, update from the Raleigh card show. I got, you know, some Jordans, some supplies, that Pinnacle football box. And um, gosh, I'm trying to think of what the other box that I got there. I feel like it might have been like a Fleer Ultra box maybe i don't know i bought so many boxes it's getting out of control and so um i yeah so and when i went there we walked around talked to a few folks that were there um always nice folks at the raleigh at the raleigh card show just didn't have things that i was really looking for walk through the toy area because that's not always there and um but, you know some of those retro toys are really cool to see i know it's not car related 
but I love nostalgia and things like that. I really wish at the Raleigh Card Show, if anybody's listening, I really wish somebody would have some video games set up of like, you know, Sega, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, some of those old games um, that are they're reselling and things like that because that's really missing from that show. And um, But yeah, pretty good show, but that's a really boring update from that. But just wanted to let listeners know that we do have a really good card, you know, card show happening throughout the whole year here in Raleigh. And then transitioning, um, I ended up meeting up with a guy. I think I've told you all about this before, but I've ended up meeting with a guy that um, sells cards at the Raleigh Card Show. But I think he only does it maybe three times a year, he said. Um, and he got back in – he got – into this back in the early 80s as an investor with a with a, in a local card shop type thing and he has tons of wax boxes tons of inventory that he's liquidating but he's not giving away but he always gives me fair deals and when i say fair deals i could be like you know that box is selling for 25 dollars on ebay you know, would you do it for 15 or would you do it for 20? And so if I buy multiple things from him, he's able to give me a good deal. And so the relationships are so key in the hobby as you're talking with people and things like that. Like it's good to have relationships because with this show being a dud, it was nice to have an appointment set up with this guy that I met before. And he was able to pretty much handle a wish list that I gave him. And honestly, you guys, this wish list is hilarious. It's it's literally uh, a list of boxes that are so cheap and probably the cheapest in the hobby, which would be 1991 Fleer that I've joked about that they're still printing somewhere in Ohio or in the Midwest. But my, I, I just, I, I, this is the guy to go to. And if you're trying to buy like a 1991 Fleer box of cards that sell for like $15, some people are selling them for $25, which is way too much, by the way. But if I was going to buy a box of $15 cards on eBay and I was selling them, of course, I'm going to charge you shipping. So I don't fault people for that. But, you know, shipping a wax box is about 12 you know, it could be $12 flat rate box. I mean, you're, you're almost spending the cost of the whole box. And I just don't feel good about paying, you know, $27, $28 for a pack of 1991 Fleer. So I've gotten a lot of questions, especially on Instagram. You know, how do you acquire these boxes? Where do you get them from? You know, I bet you're spending a ton of money. You know, it's all about a budget and you, you could, you could go the shipping route if you want, but just be patient. You know, I'm not in a rush. And so if you're on that journey like I am or you're looking to get on a journey like that, just take your time. And there's deals to be had out there um, when you're buying your wax boxes like that. But again, most of the stuff I'm buying is in, the, in that 15 to $25 range um, outside of the 90, um, 1990 hoops box that I um, bought. But yeah, so I met up with this guy after the card show and um, we met up. Um, and I, I gave him like a huge list. Like, it's kind of crazy. I definitely left some stuff off, but, uh, I gave him a huge list of things that I'm missing. He was able to look at that list and bring a whole bunch of boxes. And so the, over the Christmas break, ended up buying 14 total wax boxes, um, 12 from this guy and two from the show. And Man, it's gonna be. It's been fun. I've, I've I've almost been. I've been through quite a few of them so far. I've been been trying to do about one a day, space them out. Sometimes I'll I'll go I'll separate a day, but been going through those. And then follow my Instagram at Old Man Style Cards. You'll see um, what I do is document this journey. It's pretty fun to do. 
Um, and that way I can keep track of my collection as well. But what I'll do is I'll buy a box, take some pictures of the box, the packs, um, the front of the box, and then put that on Instagram. And then all the good cards I get from that box, I'll post the hits. And you can see them all laid out on my table that I have at my house of all the good cards that I pulled from that. And so that's a good way for me to kind of show you guys um, what that box was, what you can get from that. And really helpful, hopefully, I've, I've got a couple of messages telling me like, you know, was that a good box to buy? Was that a good value? And I, and I sometimes laugh because it is because you're only paying fifteen dollars you're not paying a hundred and fifty dollars but there there are some that i that i'll recommend to people to buy especially if you're if you're really trying to get certain things i will tell you the 1990 hoops box is by far my favorite uh, basketball wax box that you can open i mean there are so many good cards in that 1990 hoops box i mean everything from michael jordan larry bird patrick ewing scotty pippen dennis rodman carl malone you know, you've got the all-star cards in there. Then you got rookie cards with Gary Payton on the Zach Morris phone. Kendall Gill has got a cool uh, draft card. I mean, there's so many, so many fun cards in that 1990 hoops. I def definitely recommend that box. Um, and you know I love Skybox, but the 1990 hoops, as far as pulling out some awesome cards, that's the box to go. And so, yeah, went through some boxes. One box I was going to highlight, you know, uh, I got a message about this one too. What, you know, what was, what's been your least favorite box you've opened so far? Um, so outside of the 1989 Fleer baseball box that I opened that I thought was BBCE wrapped, you need to check that episode out if you hadn't heard it, um, and where, I, where I got the same nine packs over and over again. Um, I would say the 1992 Leaf box that I just opened, um, I think it was Series 1, 1992 Leaf. It's like a silver box. Oh, gosh, it's the most boring box of all time. Like, I don't know if Leaf said, we don't we don't care this year, just, just put the cards out. It's just boring. Um, and stay tuned to my Instagram. You'll see how that, how that turned out. But, man, it was just a boring, boring box. Luckily, 1992 Leaf's like 20 bucks um, tops. You know, it's not going to be that expensive, but, um, yeah, it's just super boring and that'll happen. And then and I would say, you know, at all these boxes I'm open, you know, every once in a while I'll get, I'll get a dud box, but majority of the time I'm really pulling out some fun, um, cards and the, and the fun for this is outside of collecting the actual box itself and a few of the pack wrappers outside of that. I mean, what's fun is some of these cards like a 1990 Fleer, the corners are all banged up because I was nine years old. Now I'm going back and, and completing my collection and getting some Chris cards with nice corners back in there. And so, um, so yeah, so if you're looking at my Instagram, it's just wild right now because I got a, got a whole bunch of boxes, but you know, over Christmas time and a whole bunch recently at this card show. So it will slow down until, uh, I would say probably, uh, later in February when my birthday comes around. I'll definitely probably get a couple more boxes in around my birthday. But right now I've got a good amount of boxes to go through. I've got some sorting to do, and I mentioned sorting on another podcast, but got some sorting to do because I've got so many, um, you know, like 1990 Hoops Jordans. I'm going to start liquidating those and, and selling those. Um, I'm not grading, you know, a lot of cards right now. I'm saving my money for that and just investing that into more cards and boxes and things. But there is a local card shop here in Raleigh called Oak City Sports Cards, and they are an official SGC um, 
slab, you know, grader that, that, that you can send them to them and then they'll mail them off. And so if you have, you know, say you had one card that you wanted to grade, it's $22 a card and you just go to their store and they mail those cards out on Wednesday. And the last one I did actually came back in like, I think like three weeks. I didn't do a, I don't do a priority. Uh, I don't pay for the priority one, but just the basic one came back in three weeks and uh, so not too long, and it comes back, and they take care of all the insurance and the rest. You just bring them the card, enter in the info of the card, and they take it from there. Um, really cool service. I've only I've only done that um, twice so far, and I was very pleased. And they do quality stuff over there at Oak City Sports Cards in Raleigh. So shout out to them for their grading services. I really appreciate that, and probably will use that again. I just gotta gotta watch my my budget when it comes to what I'm doing. But yeah, I'm going to liquidate some stuff. Um, that's why I was talking about the card show that I'll do here in Garner on February 5th. Um, you're going to, you'll see some of my collection that you've seen on Instagram. Some of the big hits that you see, like well, I've had some people go, oh man, that's a really, you know, Chris Card, are you selling that? Uh, I'll be selling some in person and then uh, eventually some on eBay. So if you're not, you know, locally, if you're listening to this and you're following my Instagram page and you see a card that you like, you know, let me know. Um, I do, I do sell currently because I'm, I'm not in a rush. I will sell um, my regular ungraded cards uh, at a little bit higher than what other people are doing just because you're going to get a guarantee that they barely have been touched and they're straight out of a wax box. And I don't think you can get that guarantee from uh, checkoutmycards.com. Um, or some other vendors that you'll see out there on eBay. You'll know if you get a card from me. Um, and I'll even give you some guidance and let you look at it too. That that could be a, gar- a card that you can send for grading. And so I don't want to just give that card away for a dollar um, because I know that it could be worth more if it was graded. So like that, I love it. I hate on it, or whatever, but it's my collection. And uh, you know, I want to make sure that I'm just not giving away some stuff um, that I have. So I'm hoping the grading stuff will, will climb down. It was $28 in it for uh, SGC. Now it's 22 And I'm hoping as the market and the pandemic that inflated this hobby cools down, maybe they'll go back to like $15 a card. And I'll look more into that. But it's a very tricky thing if you're listening about this card grading thing. You know, I just sent a uh, Venom um 1992 marvel masterpiece venom you know to be graded but i spent 28 dollars on that card but the card's only selling for 35 i only made seven dollars on that um that's just tough cup differential if that card came back as an eight i would have lost money so you got to kind of roll the dice here you're going to pay 22 dollars if it doesn't come back in a certain grade you just lost money or if you just want them in, you know, protected in a nice uh, slab like that, then you can go that route. But just know if you're trying to sell a card and you're going the grading route in that in that window of, of, of thinking, just know that your card, you know, you may not get your money back. So just be careful and just don't send anything in to be graded. Be very strategic and strict on that. I, I think I'm almost too strict on the things that I'm sending because some people go, oh, Dustin, that's a better card than you think. But you guys don't want to lose that $22 or $28 that I had spent on the grade. So um, let's switch gears to the next thing. Uh, let me talk a little bit about, uh, let me talk a little bit about kids in the hobby. So 
uh, was at the card show this past weekend. Uh, there's a few kids there, but definitely slower, definitely slower card show. I, I, I think there's the gap in the hobby right now that I'm seeing is like, you know, again, it's very, very uh, transactional, you know, during this pandemic and everybody got free money and everybody was on the flip game. You, you can see this at, at the local card show here in Raleigh and just in general in the hobby on social. You know, everybody was doing the flipping and trying to make a quick, you know, quick buck. And I feel like that's going down. Um, I I feel like even when I was at the Raleigh Card Show this past weekend, folks that are buying, you know, like the new, like say the Bowman Chrome box, you know, or um, uh, some of the Panini cards and things like that. Some of the new stuff, like people aren't buying those boxes as willing as they have been in the past. I mean, some people are still buying them, of course, because you're always going to have that. But you're not seeing the huge crowds and folks of people that are doing that. And so I think a big shift in this hobby that needs to be that needs to be think about as we as we're in 2023 right now that is concerning is what are these companies? You know, now that Fanatics is going to be the you know, sole owner of the hobby pretty much as they're buying out everything, you know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, it's, we'll wait, we'll wait to see. But the bad thing is, is that if you go to Target or Walmart or a local card shop right now, they're not sold out of anything. Like it's all there. Like, you know, I see pictures in some of my Facebook car groups. Um, shout out to Vintage Wax and Packs is a good example of a great card group on Facebook. But some of these Facebook groups I'm in, you got people with, with like my local Walmart and they're showing, you know, shelves filled. That wasn't this, the case three months ago, five months ago. And you couldn't find this stuff. And now it's everywhere. And so I'm calling it Junk Wax 2.0 with all the new stuff that's out there right now is that the market just got heavily inflated, and then you mix that with the pricing, and then people's discretionary incomes have gone down even more. You know, the joke with how much eggs cost, well, how much everything costs, and um, that's the seriousness of the hobby is that it's just too expensive, you know, and, and thank goodness I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm, buying, I'm talking to you right now about the silliness of buying a $15, $25 wax box. You know, the hobby's too expensive. And so the kids that are coming up, you know, they could be eight years old like my daughter or they could be 14. You know, what are these kids seeing, you know, in the hobby? Are they just seeing uh, a YouTuber, you know, that's saying, you know, look at all the things that I got at this card show. Let me show you. And they're just reeling off like, here's the, you know, uh, Luka Doncic you know, uh, green parallel, you know, uh, graded 10. And they're just flipping through all these slabs. And it's like, that's like $10,000 guys, like that you just showed on YouTube that like, there is no 14 year old that has that kind of money. Yes. It's fun to look at cool cards. And that's what social media is, is to see some cool stuff like that. But it sometimes feels like to, if I was, you know, if I was 14, 12, eight, whatever, um, that's the norm and like everybody's doing that and that's everybody's collection and it could be intimidating to a new collector to see all these YouTube channels pushing and promoting all their big hits and scores that they get from card shows when in all reality, you know, if I walk around a normal card show like I did last weekend, very few people have, you know, those kind of things and so, you know, what who's, who's going to be the voice in 2023? It won't be me for the new stuff but... I feel like the lane is just wide open for someone to start a YouTube channel 
that is going to be focused on like you know just a normal just a, almost like a normal collector and then you can highlight some expensive cards in there but like most most of us just want to see like a day in the life of a normal collector and like the struggles they go through and so i think the lane's wide open for that i also think the lane is going to be wide open for things like uh that things that happen like uh, with us in our past where you know people aren't going to be mad that they got a steph curry base card out of a pack now the culture and i've seen is the culture right now and it's it's because of the flipping you know people are mad they don't they don't even care if they got the steph curry they're, they they wish they had the steph curry orange 101 you know it's like it, we've lost sight of that purity of the hobby we've lost sight of and i'm looking at this right now in front of me i'm looking at like a beckett you know we we had all the addresses of all the teams and you could like write to your you could send in a card uh, of your favorite player and send it to the send it to like say the San Diego Padres and you send out a card to Tony Gwynn he signs it and sends it back in the mail you know like th that kind of purity of the hobby was really cool I think we need to go back to that I also think we need to go back to as silly as this is to like some commercials on TV talking about you know the car like what cards are out you know and, and the TV commercials to you know certain um celebrities endorsing th this hobby you know like some of the sports and athletes uh to endorse this hobby and then he also i feel like what also is just kind of needing in this hobby is is like you know the pricing i realize things go up but like you know a 400 dollars box this is that's that's ridiculous like no nobody's paying a 400 dollars box and there's only four packs in there with four cards each like you know is there a way to incentivize in this hobby right now hey if you if you collect if you have the whole set of you know the chronicles basketball if you have every card you, there's a way to show that you know now fanatics or something you could show fanatics that you have the whole set and you're rewarded for the collection and not the flip so there's a way right now to reward the collection and not the flip that would be huge you know, whatnot's a cool is a cool service that's out there, but you know, there's so much. It just it just pains me to see how fast these people are flipping through the cards and they're just bypassing really good cards because again, it's not the one on one or the patch or parallel or all that stuff. They just don't care. And so, how can these guys and girls coming up, you know, embrace this hobby? And and I honestly feel like what they see is kind of what's going on in the social media junk that's out there is it's an inflated life like you know it's the highlight reel you know like some for, so from a personal side if you go to social media you see the highlight reel you know and that makes sense nobody wants to see your kid throwing up they want to see a cool picture with santa you know but in the hobby you know you know, I don't think everybody wants to see someone go, watch me spend $5,000 at this card show and see what I got. That's just, you know, and people go, well, Dustin, the views are, are high for that and people want to see it. Yeah, they are. And they are. But I still think what will strengthen this hobby is just real talk. <laughs> you know, real. This is the real life. You know, and, and and maybe I'll do that on maybe I'll do that on my channel. You know, because I feel like most of my demographics looking at my podcast right now are going to be you know probably in the you know thirties, forties, and fifties. Um, but you know, a day in the life of hey, I've got thirty dollars. You know, how am I going to make this work at a card show? 
And you know you can go through dollar bins and and some and some there's some YouTubers that talk about that. But then they also they'll talk about a dollar bin, and that's where they get their success from. And then they'll you know the next video is like yeah and what and I just spent ten thousand dollars or I just bought all these slabs and it's like you, you've lost your audience. You know like pe- people just don't want to always be impressed and throw out the money and brag about you know, all these cards that you're buying and what you're doing. Just don't think that's there. And like I said, the lane's open. Um, the lane's still there, though, when it comes to people want to see someone spend five grand on YouTube. Because I'm not going to lie, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, but that's all that that's all that's out there. You know, that is li- literally all that's out there right now is, hey, look at me. Or, hey, I'm flipping this card and I'm making X amount of money, and that's not what the hobby is. I don't think that's not what that's not what's going to drive kids back to this hobby, and that's not going to uh, improve this hobby to have more people in it. Uh, I, I would be curious to know what percentage of collectors are out there, you know, sixteen and under right now. And I guarantee you, it is way less than from when I was growing up in the '80s and '90s, and so. If you're a card company, if you're, you know, a social media influencer and you're listening, you know, there, there it is. That's the gap. <laughs> what are we doing to make this hobby fun and bring them in? Um, you know, and so for me, one thing, someone said, you know, well, you're complaining a lot. You know, this is negative, but, you know, what are you doing? Well, what I'm doing is just a small thing and, and this and, 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 you know, Maybe nobody cares, who knows, but, you know, everybody can do their part. And so I'm bringing the first ever card show to the town I grew up in, and it's open to everyone. I'm not going to charge people a table fee. I'm not, you know, nickel and diamond. It's all about educating and bringing uh, people together. And so maybe that's what needs to be done more is, you know, how can local, you know, towns and communities kind of rally around the hobby and how can more people know about what's going on how do you get you know your local uh little league involved or your pop warner program um and all your local sports um entities involved where the kids know that hey collecting cards is fun and bring it back you know and so that's what i'm doing is uh, doing a family-friendly event where kids and adults are invited to trade, buy, sell cards, and just know what's going on. Many people just don't know what this hobby is, and many people are intimidated because, again, going back to what I said, most I've had people message me and go, hey, I don't have the collection you have, and I have to like give them the heads up. Like I have lots of cards that are $10 and under. And yes, and I said $10 and under, everyone. And it's fun for me. You don't have to have $300 slabs. Like I have some, you know, I have a few cards that are worth some money, but but majority of my stuff, it's it's all things that I want to trade with people or maybe I just want to sell a $10 card to get another $10 card. It doesn't have to be about the $3,000 card or the $300 card and get that message out to not just kids, but also adults. You're going to see more people in the hobby. And the lane that I'm in, if you're curious, is the lane that I'm driving in right now for 2023 is I'm trying to rally. Um, I'm 41, about to be 42. I'm rallying my folks that grew up in the 80s and 90s to get back into collecting. Tons are on Instagram. Um, so shout out to all the folks that are following the page. But locally, I've got quite a few people interested. They're just they, the 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 first comment I hear right now is, "Man, I got a lot of cards. I need you to take a look at them." 
like they want to get back into it, but they're also scared and they don't know like what to do next. And a scared when I say scared, not like physically scared, they're just scared of like, is 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 this gonna be like is this gonna make me look dumb when I'm asking is my nineteen ninety one stadium club King Griffey Jr. worth a lot of money? It can be, but I don't know. I have to look at it. But people have collections and people wanna go back to them. And once you Go down that road, and no many people listening. Once you go down that rabbit hole, you you're gonna have fun in there. You know, um, some people have their their things that they like to do, and so those are the things that you can do in this hobby is just to have fun with it. You know, that's the number one thing. Once you're not having fun, then you need to get out and stop doing it. But I will say, you know, with this card show and the lane I'm in, I'm here for the average collector. I love giving people help and guidance. Um, sometimes I'll have someone send me a card and I'm not an expert card grader, but I, but I will help give them some guidance on what they should do next, but also give them, give them the reality of what it's worth or what they should do. But everything should come down to fun and passion. And I feel like we got to get the kids in there. Um, another thing that, uh, this is just another, another random thing. The, the other, the other day I just, um, this is, has nothing to do with anything I'm talking about right now, but the other thing I did the other day and you should do it too. So that's why I'm saying it. So this is random, the random podcast thing of the day. Go get a Todd Van Poppel card. You know, if you got one in your collection and if it's not in a top loader or a penny sleeve, put it in a penny sleeve and, and top load a Todd Van Poppel and just put it down and just look at it, and, and it'll make you feel good. So that's the random thing for this week. Find you a Todd Van Poppel, and if you don't know who Todd Van Poppel is, then you're missing out because he's the man. So um, last thing I'll leave you with is um, you know continue to go on YouTube and look around on YouTube and on social, and uh, just get educated, make decisions for yourself. But uh, again, thanks for listening to you guys, and uh, I'll be back next week with another brand new episode. Take care.